Yeah, that's a wizard. A hundred percent. Calling the game right now. Dressed like the Michelin man, ready to get my f on. A really good team that shouldn't have been. Oh, seven different teams won conference championships. U of A, not one of them. I just wanted to point that out. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Experience Podcast. I'm Chris. This is Dom. We're just a couple of comics that are going to be talking sports. And who we got today? Today we're going back to Summer Olympics. We just got done with uh, Eric Hyden in the Winter Olympics. This is actually our first Summer Olympics video since uh, Florence Griffith Joyner. Yeah, since and, Flojo. Uh, yeah, since Flojo. And we're doing not track, though, today. We're doing the field part of track and field. And arguably the greatest discus thrower, not only in American history, but probably world history. We got Al Order today, Chris. One of the greatest Olympic performers. I yeah. think that's something that you were, were going to go over was when the Olympics came around, that's when he stepped up. Yeah. He uh, always saved his best performances for the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, my God amazing <laughs> but uh, our order born september 19th 1936 in uh, astoria queens and he's pretty much a new yorker through and through yeah, yeah. definitely that's uh something that you'll see is he is definitely a new yorker and sticks with that i think his whole life so. pretty much yeah. yeah and why would you go anywhere else yeah. i mean <laughs> but uh he attended uh, Siwanahaka, I believe is the name, high school in Floral Park, which is on Long Island. Uh, he came to the discus very uh, later. Well, he was originally wanted to be a sprinter. Yeah, but he's a very large man. Yes. Which I don't know if is necessarily conducive to sprinting. And uh, do you want to get into the story how he started? Well, he's on the track getting ready to do some sprints, and a rogue disc came over. Yeah, a rogue disc. Uh, yeah, that's how I, I loved it. <laughs> it. It came from the trees, man. From, nobody knows where it the came from. The second gunman, on the second discus on the grassy knoll. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. So this discus comes over, and he goes to throw it back and he has this realization of like oh i can throw this way way further than everybody else and so did the coach yeah the coach was probably like excuse me yeah hello he's like i want you to be my discus thrower because literally he throws it over the people that threw it to him like it, that's how much further he threw it it'd be so. funny if he pegged the guy that actually threw it like, oh my god that'd be awesome. what's up now yeah <laughs> but uh really uh Really finds his niche as far as the discus is concerned. Um, uh, it's almost like a Paul Bunyan origin story, you well, know? He said he grew up playing baseball and football and was, I mean, he's 6'4". I don't think at this point, but he ends up being that big. So he's a big guy. He's and got he a said, frame to pack muscle on to throw that discus. He said he could always throw like decently well. And then just for some reason, the disc just fit into his hand and it, he got the motion right away and just everything kind of clicked. Like a glove. <laughs> but uh, he does so well in high school, you know, obviously high school champion, because if you're out throwing people on the field, you're going to get a uh, chance in college. And he gets a chance to go to the University of Kansas for all his high school accomplishments. Yep, gets a full scholarship, gets a full ride. Mm -hmm. um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Because um, I think he goes to college 54, 55 or no, 55, 56, 57, 58, mm -hmm. because we see him in 56. This is why it's so ridiculous. Yeah, he's still 19, 20 years old in 56. He gets a shot to go to the Olympics in Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> well, he said he was, in the trials leading up, he was like sixth, seventh, and then he had his last throw, and it almost went out, 
and it got him to be third yeah. and gave him that spot to go into these uh, Melbourne Olympics. It's almost like when Michael Phelps went to that first Olympics when he was like 15 in Sydney yeah. and just was like in the final heats but not winning. But you're like, oh, we have this guy on the team because he made it. But oh, my gosh, what he could be. But yep. Al Order's a little different story in his first Olympics. Oh, absolutely. Um I should note uh, in 1956, they were held again, as I said, in Melbourne, Australia. Um, he decides to go bananas during this competition with one of his throws. Well, this is what I referenced earlier in that he really turns it on for the Olympics because... He's not winning the trials. He's making the team. He's good. En- I mean, he's obviously good enough to be on the team and competing you know, in these final events, but no one's really expecting anything out of him. The, he wasn't even in... So, like, I'm pretty sure he was, like, five meters below everybody else. Like, he had never thrown yeah. what everybody else was kind of averaging. Uh-huh. And then the Olympics come out, and he throws... And, and it's his first throw. Yeah. That's the other thing that I absolutely love. First throw... Of him in an Olympic sport, you know what I mean? He does 184 and 22 inches, 184 feet. That's amazing. And we're doing feet because we don't do the metric system, you know, Royale with cheese style. But it's good enough to win him a gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> and he out through everyone by five inches, which is crazy. Oh, it's, it's insane because he had never thrown that far. And now we see him be this, like, Olympic hero yeah you know um in 57 um he wins the nca because obviously he's not professional so yep. he wins the 57 ncaa championships for the jayhawks and but then he almost, almost dies yeah. <laughs> he almost dies it all comes almost crashing down he gets in a car accident that was like horrific yeah and people are saying that he was near death in that yeah, it's a good thing that he uh, came out of that alive because he had so much more to give as far as his life is concerned and as far as the, his athletic career is concerned. He comes out of it. He wins the 58 NCAA championships yep. um, for Kansas. But um, you have the 1960 uh, Olympics in Rome coming up as he's still kind of rehabbing from all of the uh, off track and field things that happened to him. I was going to say, this is not at him at his physical condition. Um, but we see that he shows up to this Rome Olympics and after not winning the trials, but making the team, again, in fact, on his team, a man named Rink Babka was the world record holder yep. for the farthest Olympic throw or so discus throw. Everybody me. thought Rink Babka was going to really go in this and, and win. there wasn't really thought that Al really had any really shot. He was just kind of like another member on this USA team because Rink was really out throwing everybody Everyone, at this point. Um, f- uh, in four of the first six rounds, Rink was leading everybody. Yep. And Order was not having a good day out there um, over there in Rome during the Olympics. But uh, there was a story about how after um, his fourth throw, Rink went over to Al and gave him a little coaching technique session. Just well, he said his left arm was at a improper angle and it was messing up his whole rotation. Mm-hmm. And he said, as soon as he corrected it, because you can see it from the outside, I imagine yeah. but when you're in it, you're like, what is wrong? What is wrong? You know, you're in your head. You're like all this stuff, but your keen athletic eye will see it. <laughs> yep. And uh, as nice and pleasant as that advice was it, talk about your, one of your all time backfires rink Babka. <laughs> well, I- I'm going to bring this up later on. Um, but he says that there was this kind of athlete camaraderie. Yeah, that goes- that's what he always referred to, how much he loved it. It's like, yeah, you're competing against yourself. Yeah, you're competing against other people. But there's no, 
vengefulness to no. it. There's and that's no, that's really what it was with with him and Rink was Rink was like, hey, you're not doing what you should be doing. And he proceeds to throw 194 feet and two inches, which is his record. And, and I want to bring record. this up. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps breaking his record. So, and that was the thing. Was, He's doing it in the Olympics. Yeah. God. It's so amazing. And what he was saying was like, he thanked Rink right after it, and he said, God, I hope you have a good throw. Because literally, he wanted, like, the best to win. Exactly, yeah. You don't do that, but Rink was probably like, well, thank you, and I'm going to hope and try and do it. But he ends up winning silver, Yabka yep. does, which, unfortunate for him, but Al Order, two straight Olympics, and he's, what, 24 years old right yep. now? 20, yeah, 23. Two-time Olympic gold medalist in the same event. Yeah. That's amazing. And then uh, throughout the 60s, um, he sets, uh, you know, before coming up on the 64 and 68 Olympics, um, he's the first guy to throw a discus over 200 feet. Well, I thought this was interesting. Rink actually had it unofficially mm -hmm. with a course that had a little uh, decline, actually, what it was. And they were saying that it was kind of ridiculous that it didn't uh, get counted. And Rink said, you know, this might be years before somebody does... 200 feet yeah and literally like three or four days after that al order al order literally throws it 201 yeah. and that that's what brink was saying it was just like oh all right now we're getting into this like discus of like how far can we go because they yeah. just keep adding almost like every single year well you know what it is it's probably just an improvement in technique yep. and as the athletes get bigger you see those kind of i won't say leaps and bounds improvements but you see casual improvements and bet higher bars being set yeah yeah um so heading into the uh, the 64 olympics which are in tokyo uh japan um he's having al's having more injury issues going into these games this this one is i think for me the most surprising yeah uh because he's gonna end up winning this guy's gonna... a tough sob if you if you wanted to you know talk about some of the grittiest sports athletes this guy's in the conversation well he has a neck he has a neck injury leading up and he's wearing a brace for like at the olympics yeah for like two weeks practicing leading up and people were saying that he went to do a throw and just collapsed and his coach said when you see a man like this collapse you know there's true pain six four two fifty yeah like and he literally like tore cartilage in his ribs and especially with that twisting motion you know you do with the discus that has to feel like you're being stabbed in your midsection like with an ice pick constantly they were saying right after it happened he could barely lift his arm and then he, how do you even breathe properly like <laughs> that was the other thing that they were saying was you could see him in pain out there but he just kept going for it um he ends up winning Mm -hmm. um where where was i, I want to see how much he did 200 feet and didn't take his last throw no he just he just he had the lead and he just said he couldn't do it yeah so and, he took five out of his six throws and then this is my favorite oh i love this quote oh quote, it's so good where he says these are the olympics you die for them and that's like oh that is badass <laughs> it, it, after winning the third one with these injuries you're just like hell yeah dude like we can rebuild him <laughs> yes because that's the thing is like 
it, it was such an amazing third gold medal where he goes in not as the favorite again, not as not a winning the trials, mm-hmm. and goes on to win this third gold medal because when the Olympics come around, he steps up. He is the Miami, Florida Marlins of Olympic discus throwers. Like no division championships, but two World Series times two now with the uh, gold medals, as we'll get into. But uh, yeah, these are the Olympics. I will die for him. Like. That's a man who cares. No, I love it. I, I love the, and this is the other thing was the, the athlete camaraderie because his, his other team members were really into this, you know, achievement. Like they all kind of. Yeah. And know. he would be applauding the other ones if they were winning the gold medal, yep. you know, like it would just be the different scenario, but still the same kind of emotion. But uh, he was only 32. And this is why that Melbourne one was so cool is like he's only 19, 20 years old when those come around. He gets to compete in his fourth straight Olympics because he's only 32 by the time the Mexico City Games come around in 1968. And again, didn't win the Olympic trials. Probably not the best guy on his team as far as heading into the Olympics, but he'd die for him, right? Well, I saw this... um there was heavy rainfall, mm-hmm. and he was the only discus thrower that went out in the heavy rain and practiced and warmed up. And he said he got into this mindset of, I'm the only one out here. And it was such a great thing in Mexico City where he gets into this mindset of like, you have to beat me to win. You want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And it's Rick true. Flair. <laughs> But uh, Jim Sylvester was uh, one of his teammates who everyone thought was going to win. Yeah. Uh, you know, but hey, on his third throw, he set a new Olympic record with a 212.5 foot throw. <laughs> That's amazing. So I just want to point this out. On all four of these Olympics, he's pretty much improved 10 feet, 10 feet, 10 feet. Yep. And nobody else can really keep up with that. And it, it's pretty amazing. He's just like, here's the bar. Just gonna raise it a little bit. Yep. Just, just scotch. See if you guys. Uh, see if you guys, you guys are can in. Do it. Let's yeah. see. You know, we'll see what happens. But uh, fourth gold medal. His fourth gold medal, throwing a discus at the Olympics, and he is the first. Obviously not the last, but he is the first of anybody in the world to do that four straight times. Yeah, four consecutive. Oh, that's so cool. It's that's awesome. So amazing. Um, after the '68 games, though, he does uh, end up retiring. But uh, he kind of wants to get back into it. This is an interesting one. This is kind of weird. 76 uh, Olympics. Uh, well, not in the Olympics. He was training for them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had talked about how, at that point, he started taking anabolic steroids because he hadn't taken them before. But now that he's 40 years old, they're not illegal and they're probably not piss testing you. So, Well, they're, they're not illegal and he's getting them under the guise of a, of a doctor. So Yeah. What happens is he actually stops taking them because his blood pressure goes crazy. And this will be something that comes into play later in his life, but it affects his blood pressure so much that it caused so much fluid to be around his heart that he was legally dead for a small, short period of time. Yep. And after that, he came out against taking them. Well, he said that athletes should be really focusing in on technique Exactly. More, more technique so, than yeah, more muscle so, mass and yes. building that type of and thing. His, and this is what I brought up earlier, was he felt like anabolic steroids really destroyed the culture of athlete com- camaraderie that him 
Because you weren't trying to get an edge. You were always trying to get an edge on people. That him and Babka had. Yeah. It it was very much like that was destroyed, he felt like, later in these Olympics. In uh, 1980, he tried out again. He tried out again at age 44. Um, While he didn't make the team, he finished fourth in the trials. He set his own personal record of almost 228 feet at 43. Which I I just want to say, he was one off of being another being in his fifth olympics and you know what he probably would have won he probably would have won well he had an unofficial throw that would still be a world record today Mm -hmm. when he was 44 and it was 245 feet which is crazy it's an unofficial world record because it was just him out there just hucking it but like if you think from 56 to 80 so that's 24 years he goes 188 feet in 1960 uh excuse me, 1956. In 1980, he's not even making the team and it's almost 228 feet. Yep. That's 40 feet more. Like That's how much he, he propelled this That's sport. what I mean. Is yeah. like he freaking just took it to a new level. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. I'm sorry. I think that's awesome. No, I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, 245 feet. Um, after his... Uh, discus throwing career is over he gets into uh the arts i should say one story i wanted to bring up from his childhood because he's from new york um his grandparents lived in manhattan and they had an awesome art collection apparently and he was like so that made such an impact on him that he just got super into art and art culture yeah yeah and he painted throughout his later life mm-hmm. and started this uh foundation which i actually really like it is called the art of the olympians which is olympic athletes creating art and then they display it and they kind of went on like these little east coast tours and stuff like that and somebody that was involved in this was a uh, flojo flojo yeah it would just encouraging former olympians to paint um if you didn't know order was uh uh uh, his painting was much like Jackson Pollock. Very abstract. Very, very yeah, yeah, very just like crazy. And he would, uh, when people would buy his paintings, he'd throw his discus into the paint, right? Yep. And if it landed on a certain side, he would sign the discus and give it to the person that bought the artwork. Yeah, it's like a little extra thing. Like, here you go. Yeah. Um, one thing about his Olympic career I didn't uh, end up getting to, he uh, carried the Olympic flag in... Um, uh, 1984 and also the torch also the torch 96 sorry yeah. eric hyden i guess you had to throw a discus but uh as you can see his uh we had talked about before his health started catching up to him uh the high blood pressure um in 2003 that was the event which yes. caused him to go to the hospital yes. and l- legally be dead for a bit because of the fluid around his heart but he still kept up with all of his painting yeah and i think that's really cool because that art for the olympics um, it was the uh, really inspired former athletes to get into the arts, but they also had huge galas and showings of it. Yeah, yep. Like they had one in uh, Times Square for a while, and you know people would come and pay to see it, and it was really almost like the camaraderie again. Oh yeah, that's what he was trying to bring back is that Olympic, you know, like we're all competing together, but look at what we can do together. Yeah, and this was happening all through the mid 2000s and, you know, he's in a, he's not like in bad shape or anything, but this is when kind of all of the health problems kind of start kicking up again. Yeah. Um they say that he needs 
like a new heart or a stint in his heart. I forget which one it was. He needed a heart transplant. He needed a heart transplant. Yeah, and this is uh, 2007, so like the mid-2000s is when all of the art stuff um, was going on. Yep. Um, He even got the uh, used to the... um, before this, he even got uh, use from the U.S. Olympic Committee to use Olympians, art yes. for the Olympians. Yes. So, I mean, that's how meaningful it was. Um, what he said after he was told he needed a heart transplant, though, was, I've had an interesting life, and I'm going to go out with what I have. Yeah. That's just, oh, my gosh. I love it. And it's so in his personality, if that makes sense. Just like, nah, I'm just going to go out with what I got. So appreciative of everything that he's done and, like, looking back at how special his life was. Um, and eventually ended up dying uh, October 1st, 2007 uh, in his home in Fort Myers. Um, but this guy's in the Olympics Hall of Fame. He's in the Suffolk County Sports Hall of Fame in New York. I mean, this guy is a Hall of Famer for everything, basically. Yep. And uh, the best discus thrower in world history, in my opinion. All right.